Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. Listening to Movie Sucktastic. You lost me. Sorry. What's I, going on? N- nothing. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Hey there. Welcome to Movie Sucktastic. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're reviewing um, my challenge to Scott. Uh, this yes. Like my third challenge to you. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Uh, All right. It's okay. You have a challenge for me this episode, I hope. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Kind of? Well, yeah. either you do or you don't. 
I do. That's good. Um, anyhow, we're reviewing the West Craven vehicle, which, and when I say vehicle, okay. I mean I wish he was run over and never made now, this movie. Now, let's be fair. It's not his fault, and we'll get into that. <laughs> it's not? We'll get into that. So I'm assuming yeah. the end of the film, he was like, the, I'm really against it, uh, and we'll he get, lost? We'll, we'll get into that. Let's not jump to the end. Okay, you did a little more homework than I did, because I know nothing about why it's not his fault. I, 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 every now and then I get a chance to do that. Okay. Um, and All this right. is, and so, this and is, the name of the film. This is Deadly Friend from 1986. Right. <clears throat> Pardon me. Excuse Only, me. um, two years removed from Nightmare on Elm Street 2, which he didn't direct. He just, I, I don't think he had anything to do with it. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure if he was co-writing. It's hard to tell. Yeah. Because he gets, he gets, uh. A credit just for having created the whole franchise, right? So, and I—that's something I didn't—I didn't care to look up. <laughs> well, yeah. So, although I, I do know that while he was working on Deadly Friend, he was supposedly co-writing a script for for uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Three. Oh. Now okay. whether now whether that script is what ended up on the screen, I don't know. I didn't look into it. I sidetracked. I, I was kind of on a different tangent. But uh, the, Deadly Friend, this is your basic. Um, uh, boy, boy meets girl. Girl dies. Boy resurrects girl. Girl goes on a killing spree. Got it. You know, we've all been there. And uh, uh, well, now, what am I talking about? Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street came out in '84. Then this was next. This was his next film. I thought this was between two and three. It, it, it's between two and three. But, well, uh, no. As far as him having like projects, he did Nightmare on Elm Street. And then he directed this. This was his right. next film after Nightmare on Elm Street. And this was supposed to be his... Uh, look, look, guys, I can do mainstream. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. no. We'll get into that. So, oh. uh, Now, the first thing I want to mention off the bat is this is uh, another film based on a novel. Oh, it is? Who wrote the novel? Uh, the, the author's name is... I just had it because I'm actually reading oh, it right Diana now. Oh, it's Diana Henstel. Right. Now, I posted a link on the... Uh, Movie Sucktastic Facebook page, you can get her the book for 99 cents on you know, Kindle. You know, now that you say um, that it, it was a novel, I, I could see this being a novel. I could see this storyline. Right. Uh, I could also see the movie poster, had it not been the movie's poster, I could see that being the cover of the book. Not necessarily, because the book does veer a bit veer in a different direction. Well, well, I'm talking about her in the window with the curtains blowing. Yeah. I could see looks, that. That looks, it looks like kinda, a book cover. Yeah, it yeah. really does. It looks like something you'd end up seeing on a soft uh, soft cover, a paperback yeah. at some point. Now, every every copy of the book you find when you go to look online for it is called Deadly Friend. The book right. was published before the film came out, and originally the, the book was just called Friend. Ew. But, uh, well, it, again... Different. It wasn't a horror novel per se. Uh, kind of was, but not really. Oh, yeah, it, here it's it is. A, based on a novel, friend by Diana Henstel, right there. Right, but the if you look for it anywhere else, it's going to come up. Deadly friend. <laughs> so, since the the book didn't portray itself as a horror, was it at least a thriller? Does she kill people, or we don't know? Cause oh yeah, I, no, yeah. There's there's still a little death going on. Yeah, there's death. Um, she does. I mean, it is kind of a horror book, but not in this sense. Not in the the Nightmare on Elm Street splatter sense you know now again now that you've mentioned that it's a book you know who i think could have made this film well and it's perfect for the time period because this director 
was in his prime, I would say John Carpenter. If John Carpenter got this, not only would any creative differences, because it sounds like that's where you're headed with Wes Craven, not only would that have been put along the wayside, Carpenter would have made the film the way he wanted. Uh-huh. And I guarantee you there wouldn't be as much computer shit in it. Because, you know, I've always wanted to put a computer chip in someone's head and just see what happens. Well, yeah. I mean, why not? I mean, we'll get, <laughs> it, we'll get into that, too. Uh, right. And, and again, Hollywood and computers, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty just fucking amazing. <laughs> he literally did nothing but stick a microchip well, in her brain. <laughs> well, I like the part when he first, when, when the, well, this, again, uh, the, this is about, uh, what's the, what's the kid's name? Pat, Paul, Paul and his mother, some, uh, his mother, uh, Jeannie come to town. They're yeah. new. And so, uh, in, Paul brings along his his robot, toy robot BB. Yes, BB because he's a brain. He's like the kid's a whiz. He's like he's like uh, Stephen Hawking, but without the the spinal well, thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, what I like though is when he's first bumping into his his new friend Tom and the girl uh, the girl next door. Um, he asked Tom, "Do you know anything about comp- about robots?" <laughs> He said no, and I'm like, good, because neither does anybody that made this film. Yeah, does he say robots or does he say artificial intelligence? Oh, no, artificial intelligence. You are correct. Okay. He said artificial because, and that was the main link from last week because this, this it, right. was, it, it was, was all the praise. It was yeah, yeah. It was brought up last week. Do you know anything yeah. about? It was almost verbatim. Do you know anything about artificial intelligence? <laughs> no, like, no, no. And no. you know, and and you're right. Nobody else does either, because we're just gonna do some stupid shit in this movie. I just want to jump ahead and get to those stupid things, but we'll get to it. Now, BB is the the kid's robot that he built. Yeah, uh, it's a self learning robot, which I guess in the eighties it's common for a teenager to like to create something like that, and nobody like uh, I guess Silicon Valley wasn't around yet to just like pay this kid a bajillion dollars and get him the fuck out of uh, Bumblefuck, Pennsylvania, wherever the hell they were. Yeah, uh, but no. So instead, he, he's he's in a, He's got this kind of weird apprenticeship at the at the college, uh, right. dissecting brains. <laughs> Where the one and, professor and so, says, "We we've tied you into the mainframe, so you can have all the computer power you want." That's <laughs> not how that works. <laughs> the minute he said that, I turned to Holly. And go, it's Wesley, but in real life. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, this kid's a genius. Just let him let, let him get, just give him free access to the computers and the corpses. I'm sure nothing will go wrong." <laughs> No, but but he was was he there for computer programming or for medical because he was doing stuff with the brain. He, they, was the, he was there for medical stuff. Right, exactly. So so like it's, it's almost like the computer thing was all oh, that's just a hobby. That's I'm per, really yeah. Medicine. Because he even says later in the film that he's studied brain waves and activities and neurological this and such not and all this shit. Uh, because when Sam. Of, uh, when he's eventually going to put that chip in her head, uh, which, by the way, you get blood in the sockets, it's not going to work out. Right. No, no. Uh, it, it's just not going to happen. There's going to be no connectivity between the... Uh, there's going to be no electrical pulses. And I don't know where he's plugging her in anyway, because it ain't working, no, it's, on, it's, it, it ain't working on the body's natural electrical system. No, he, he said it had a self-contained battery when he put it in. I caught that part. I was paying attention. No, it doesn't. It does. He does. He said so. Computer chips now don't have a natural contained battery, so he's a whiz kid, no, Joey. Yeah. Okay. 
Science. Hello. Yeah. Just like I'm buying the scenes in, uh, even though I still enjoy the film and I love them, Iron, you know, Tony Stark, where he's using a standard soldering iron to make his equipment. I'm like, yeah, that solder, it's just going to break. <laughs> you, you, you go 10 feet above ground and uh, the, the vibration, it's just going to break. Hey, he has, he has special solder, sir. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he really doesn't. Uh, uh, yeah, so so uh, this awkward kid uh, me, and his robot meet up with the, the local abused teenage girl and the local... Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Right, uh, Christy Swanson. Christy uh, Swanson. Christy Swanson, Swanson. And I, I would be remiss to, uh, if I didn't point out that uh, Paul and Tom, his friend, played by Matthew Labrucucu and uh, Michael huh. Sherrod, are both from uh, Little House on the Prairie. Oh, really? Oh, jeez. Yeah, because we're watching the film, and for the first 10 minutes, Holly nonstop is, I recognize this kid. I recognize this kid. <clears throat> I look it up, so yeah, it's Little House. Cause I'm she's surprised. A, she's a, He's a huge Little House fan. Okay. I'm surprised he didn't go on to do more things because uh, if there was anything I could take away from this film that I enjoyed, and believe me, not by much, I liked him. This was his last feature film. That sucks. This he, film he, broke him. You know, maybe he went to college and just did better things. He, I don't he, know. He's done, he's done some TV and some voiceover stuff, but this was the last... His last acting in a major film, in a, like a feature right. film. He's got a very like Brad Pittish kind of look to him. I was, I mean, he was a good choice for a male lead. I'll say that. No, no, not the lead, Tom, the the friend. Tom, I'm talking I don't about know the. Fuck the Tom I'm, did. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Tom. Really? What? Really? Tom? Yeah, the friend. You know, the one where he keeps falling over, at to add comedic effect. <laughs> well, the last film he was in was Theodore Rex. That should kind of underline for you yeah. where his career went. I'm saying Tom has this Brad Pitt kind of... Uh, uh, right. Tom's Tom's last film was Theodore Rex. Jesus. As New Eden Volunteer. He wasn't even like a... <laughs> and, so, and Kirstie Swanson's last film was probably two weeks ago on the Hallmark Christy, Channel. Kirstie Swanson. I mispronounced it. Oh, okay, Christy Swanson. Yeah, that was my fault. Sorry, I got it. I got you, stuck you, in your you head. You ruined my joke. By the I way, I know. I oh, what was the joke? Never mind. It's not worth it. I'm sorry. I was trying to correct the mistake that I made that I passed on to you. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Jeez. Jeez. Um, and she was in last year, uh, the year before this. She was in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. She was Simone. She had a like a t literally a thirty second part where she's telling Ben Stein uh, that she's. That a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend saw Ferris yeah. Bueller throw up in 31 Flavors last night. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was her. <laughs> Thank you, Simone. No problem whatsoever. Now, now <laughs> what, what I... <laughs> now, um, if, if we skip past the, the opening scene, which was which involves some a guy breaking into their car while they're traveling... Right. It's your and first, first introduction to BB. Yeah, that's, and that's our first introduction, is to BB... Uh, because BB physically assaults somebody trying to steal a purse out of the car, and only stops strangling him to death when he sees uh, they're coming back uh, to the car. The mother and yeah. the son, Paul. Right. So BB is a secret sociopath. Yeah. And, sociopath. He, and here's the scene One. where he decides to crush the the local bully's balls. Right. Now, and I and I once they get in the town, it's great because they immediately get introduced to every single person we're going to have to know in the next hour and a half. We get introduced to uh, Tom. The uh, the teen boy next door. Right. We meet the the abused girl next door and her drunk abusive father. Then we also meet the the uh, angry old lady 
with uh, that hates everybody. And don't forget the professor. He made a brief appearance. Right. And the angry old lady is uh, Elvira, and is Anne Ramsey. Uh, Elvira. From, That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> from Fro Throw Mama on the Train. Throw and, Mama uh, from Goonies. the Train, Goonies. Uh, yeah. She had a bit part in Scrooge, which was her last film before mm -hmm. she died of throat cancer. Oof. Which Scrooge was uh, one of three people uh, dedicated to her. She was one of them. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, she was like really at the end of her career uh, uh, during this. When she did Goonies, she had that raspy voice, but she, <coughs> she you could hear her. She would speak, you know, and, and you could hear her very well. In this you could start to tell that things are going downhill. Like in the scene where she says she's got her shotgun, she's, slur uh, she's slurring her words left and right. Right. You want to you hear the scary part between all that? What's that? The Goonies was 85. Yep. Deadly Friend is 86. Yeah. Yeah. That was a downward slide. And it then quick. Throw Mama from the Train was 87. 87. And then Scrooge was in 88, which was the right. last thing so she did. I'm, Three yeah, years. So, Three years. Yeah. And, and we Like, Scrooge... Uh, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, uh, the now, Goonies was like Goonies. He caught her like just before the illness took hold. Yeah, and, and she's got this like deep raspy voice. So I'm assuming she was a smoker her whole life, and that's how uh, she at, got. At that age, everything's raspy, dude. It's, that's kind of hard. I to... don't. Well, I couldn't find out what she got, how she got throat cancer, or if it was one of those freak things, or if it, she smoked her whole life, or what. I don't know. Uh, that at that age doesn't matter. No, it doesn't, but it. I, this is selfish, but it makes me feel better. It's like, oh, you smoked your whole life. You know, there's at least a reason. It, wow. it, it Well, no, I'm just saying wow. it's like if it's out of nowhere and it's just for no reason and you got dealt a real shit hand, that makes me feel horrible. So so you'd be happy if she died of throat cancer? No, 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 no. I'm not saying I'd be happy, but I... No, no, no. What I'm saying is... No, no. <laughs> don't mince my words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm here. Just, let, 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 let me explain. Let me do that. No, no. There's no need. No, no, no. There is. I have to now. Oh, oh, no, because no, everyone's it, listening and they on, think I'm on. a monster. Hold on. It takes you. Let me explain. No, no. It takes too long. Let me sum up. <laughs> uh, real quick. In one scenario, if let's say you've done that to yourself, at least there's an explanation behind it. And I'm not sure. What? Now, let's God, just put down the shovel and let's keep moving. Okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> At least there's an explanation, and I'm not saying it makes me happy. It just, okay. it. Listen. You just sleep better. I got gotcha. you. Sleep. I sleep like a baby. <laughs> uh, no, no. If it comes out of nowhere, it's a, it's horrible, and I hate hearing that stuff. But in in the other way, it's it's like, ah, oh, shit. Well, you did smoke your whole life, and you know, at least there's a reason for it. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I had a better explanation, but you interrupted me seven times, and I, 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 I lost I, it. I was trying to save you. Just trying to save you. No, me. I was, I was good. I was going to save myself, but just keep moving. Oh. Um, uh, now, after these guys meet up, uh, we they do kind of a weird montage to show passage of time montage. by just showing showing them at every hol holiday. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh look, now we have Halloween costumes on. Oh, now we're sitting around a turkey. I I know how long they've been together. Yeah, he got in pretty much as the school year started. Oh, my this God. is like a three month, mm. you know, affair. Now, now this is all build up to the the although, big. Although, what? Although you never see them make it to Christmas. Well, they don't. They don't make it to Christmas. Yeah. 
There is no Christmas cheer. No, no. Yeah. I, th- I think this whole film basically happens like during the Thanksgiving vacation. Uh, it's, I mean, it, I mean, like the second and third act is like Thanksgiving vacation. It seems that way because obviously the heat is on because apparently their house still burns coal. Oh. <laughs> hey, it's a house Trump would be in love with. Hey, we need more of those coal houses. Sure, we do. Um, but but so what happens is, as as is set up early in the film, abusive father, teenage girl, one hits the other, one goes down. Yep. So, so she she's um, put into a vegetative state, and uh, Paul decides gets Paul talks Tom into kidnapping her comatose body, right? So he well, can fix her. When the father pushes her down the stairs, she gets severe brain trauma. Oh, she does this twitching thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah she so gets severe brain trauma. She looked like she's a vegetable. Uh, Apollo Creed from uh, Rocky IV. <laughs> <Of course not. laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I might, if I was challenging you, I might challenge Rocky Four to you just because of the the pulsing part. No, not done. So yeah, she has severe brain trauma and then eventually becomes brain dead. So so they have this whole thing where they they drug his mother and run to the hospital to kidnap her comatose body. However, they're there too late. They pull the plug. She's dead. But Paul thinks, hey, I can still do something with this. Worth a shot. Hey, why not? So they take her corpse. Puts a microchip in the back of the head, boom! You're, now, you're moving again. Now they they allude to the fact that had he gotten there on time, that she would have had complete uh, brain function and would have been normal. Because of the uh, fact that he was yeah. able to resurrect her dead body, and at at some point in the film, she goes in and out of being normal. Right. <clears throat> so well, it, it, no, now no, no. they kind really of go in and out of being normal. She's not normal until the very end. That's what I mean. I said that at the end, she goes in and out of being normal. Oh, all right. I missed that so, part. That's okay. I'm half paying attention. That's nah, fine. I have to pay attention watching this. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So, yeah, it, it it seems like this movie is... Um, well, you said that Wes Craven, uh, you were saying that there was probably some creative differences... Here, here's here's what here's what where everything goes wrong. Because I will say the first half of the film actually isn't that bad. It's only after sure. he puts the chip in her head that it goes downhill very quickly. Here's here's what happens. Wes Craven is given good advice by someone I forget who says basically, make your next film like a big mainstream film. Otherwise, you're going to be doing these small films the rest of your life. So Wes Craven says, great, he pitches an idea to, to Warner Brothers, I'm going to make this film, it's going to be a, a kind of a, uh, there's going to be some dark elements to it, but it's going to have like a light part, and it's going to be like a, a romantic thing with the kids, He's and what he's looking at really doing is kind of doing uh, Starman. Okay. So her, her character would be acting like Starman does when he's resurrected, when the alien resurrects him. Or he read, you know, whatever the hell you want to describe it, <laughs> and and the whole thing would be her how she experiences the world as this new entity and learns you know, who she was and everything, and so you know, and she even told uh, Christy Swanson, "Watch Starman. That's how I'm going to have you. Uh, this is that's what I want to, you know, move that, this towards." That's what Wes Craven told Christy Swanson to do. Christy, Christy, Christy. Yeah, see, 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 I planted that fucking seed, and yeah, your, and you know what? It's already grown into a, a fucking ten, ten foot tree. It, it, Inception, but without the three fucking dream states. I'm telling you, I'm uh, yeah. good. Uh, so I'm good. <laughs> they filmed this. They filmed this. 
he films this whole, you know, what we're talking about. Uh, I, I'm actually, I'll give you a different example. Think and Wait, are you I telling see, me there could potentially be an alternate cut of this movie? Not that I'm aware of. I've heard, I've found nothing that indicates that there's any cuts anywhere. And since Craven's dead, I don't see anything, anything happening soon. But, um, you, you know what? It's, it's, it, and and I it? know that Starman was his reference. Think of it. I have another film that, like, purpose perfectly lines it up in my head. Think of uh, The Boy Who Could Fly. Remember that film? Sure. Yeah, that was... Uh, I feel like his... that's the film they were aiming for. That was Bug from uh, from Uncle Buck. Yeah. <laughs> was it? Yeah. Yeah, that was and, Bug from Uncle Buck. But remember uh, how that had... That's like, you know, you got the romance thing, the out-of-place yep. character. You've got those dark themes going, but there's a bit of ho- ray of hope. Yep. I didn't, think that's what he was for for Deadly Friend. <laughs> didn't what? talk. Didn't talk. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, uh, well, all know. right. So I could see that. So what happens is, um, mm. they they he they film the film he's talking about. They they do a test screening. Test screening audience hates it. This is Wes Craven. Where's all the blood? Oh, jeez. And so the studio goes back and says, "Hey, we need to make this a horror film. We, you know, we need some more. We need some more dream sequences in there. And how come these deaths aren't aren't like you know? So so what he ends up doing is going back. They end up reshooting. They end up adding additional dream sequences. They end up adding the uh, opening that you saw. Oh my god! Uh, they, they end up adding more, uh, more deaths and more violence, and and like increasing the gruesomeness of the deaths that are on the screen. And just just so you feel better, they the the, the ending. Yeah. The head of Warner Brothers. Oh no. Um, Mark Cantor, specifically said, "Do this. That's awesome." And they were like, it's the head of the studio. We can't say no. Because uh, that, that ending is fucking ridiculous. I think the screenwriter is on record. I think I think it's the screenwriter. He's on record as saying, yeah, Mark, you can talk to Mark Canton because that's fucking his. <laughs> and Mark, Mark Canton, like, by the like way. It's like John Peters asking for polar bears. <laughs> yeah. So, so what happens, the studio fucked the film. The studio said, hey, we don't want this. We want uh, schlocky horror. Right. And so they recut it. They make it. So what you have are two films kind of inter- intermangled with one another. Mangled. Yeah, that's a good word. Yeah. Instead of mingled, it, it, I like mangled better. Intermangled. See, I just. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm made up a new, up. Made up a new word, but I like it. Um, And, and the results are a disaster. And, and this is like, if you read interviews with Christy Swanson, the screenwriter, they're all like, when they went on this film, they were like, okay, we're making a PG film that's going to be, you know, have dark elements to it, but there's going to be romance, comedy, it's going to be like a nice family kind of film. Right. You know, PG family kind of thing. And Mark Canton uh, fucks it up. And this isn't the first film Mark Canton's fucked up. By the way, you have he's any, fucked you up have other, any other examples by any chance? Oh, I forgot the other one. There was one he fucked up the same year. Oh God! Uh, he, I'm gonna look him up real quick. Uh, yeah, he he was the uh, associate. He was like the second in command at Warner Brothers. Uh, and this was after he um, he eventually he left and went to Sony, and he produces stuff now. Uh, just another. I mean, you read stuff about this guy. Just another one of these egomaniacal, over-the-top, thinks they're fucking geniuses, assholes, running shit in Hollywood, and then they just have no fucking clue. He's notoriously known for having. Um, he he was he was behind Bonfire of the Vanities, which he was quoted as saying, "It's one of the it's the best film I've ever seen." And he was and he was also um, behind Last Action Hero, it's which of- he was. 
I found Which a Mark could... Canton uh, on IMDb, but it's got to be a different guy. Why? Well, only because none of those movies are in his his, his list, his well, resume. No, no. Oh, again, you're talking when he's studio head. He's not in the credits. He's oh, got, he's, all okay. Right. Yeah, he, he produced stuff. He I think, directed stuff. I, I think I know why he's an asshole. <laughs> why? Because he was a producer on Die Laughing, which John Peters was also a producer on. No, so he, I, I bet they, I bet they know each other very well. No, Peters and Gruber actually are, are are the ones that kind of finagled him into power at Warner Brothers, so they'd have somebody on their side. Yeah. Because he had the same mindset as them, i.e., he's a fucking asshole. That's why he's an and, asshole. Because and he's yeah. also mentioned. He's also mentioned repeatedly in this book that I mentioned last a couple episodes ago, Hit and Run. And ha, ah, it makes perfect sense now. Yes, um, but uh, he was quoted. Uh, actually, Last Action Hero um, like destroyed his his career. <laughs> uh, he was quoted as saying, "This is the greatest action film ever made." Oh boy! <laughs> it wasn't. No, that wasn't. Yeah, no, they 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 bet a lot on that film. Yeah, but again, that same group in the eighties uh, just just uh, just taking advantage of this. Uh, the, the studio system and really just no real talent. No, no. You know, I mean, oh, like they. It. I mean, he's. I mean, if you go down the list, yeah, he's got hits behind his name. But he's of course, a, when he's you're actually got quite a few. Yeah, but he hasn't, then, ha but he then, hasn't had one lately, though. <laughs> no, uh, good. Uh, but he has just as many uh, shit storms. And then when you when when. When you're the person that says specifically, hey, Deadly Friend, it should end like this, and that's what your ending is, how are you running a movie studio? Yeah. Oh, my God. You know? I yeah, mean, that's, absolutely. That's, uh, so, you can't, you can't, I, I, I don't defend Wes Craven on everything. You know, we, we've reviewed other Wes Craven films that I'm, you know, we're not, we're not carrying his water. But this one, I really feel like uh, you can't blame him too much. Also, he was going through a, di a divorce at the time. This was being filmed, and someone was suing him, claiming that they had come up with uh, Night, Night, uh, Nightmare Before Elm Street. Ah, Nightmare oh, Before Elm Street. That's Nightmare nice. Before Elm Street. Elm Street, yeah. yeah. Uh, that somebody, that somebody else was suing him, claiming that they came up with Night, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, and that he stole it from them. Uh, so he was going through a lot of shit. You know, it wasn't. It, so on top of that, he's got the studio making him reshoot his fucking film into exactly what he was trying not to do. Oh. So I found uh, a, I found something on IMDb that says what are the differences between the British VHS version and the uncensored version, and it says so far this Wes Craven movie has only been released on VHS within the UK. Oh. Now there, that's <coughs> that's got to be old. Be, let's think of, think of this. Here's another problem too. So he's, he's trying to make a PG film. Studio swoops in and says no, put in more gore and put in more violence. And then right. what happens? Then the MPAA is like R R. All right, and he's going back, and he's cutting. I think he had to sub resubmit it thirteen times. Jeez. Uh, uh, there was a whole thing with the decapitated um, Elvira, yeah. where he he, he said uh, he sent in what he called the decapitation tape. He said in, he said in twenty other films that had gotten a better rating, that had decapitations, and the MPA pulled their yeah yeah it doesn't matter it's just what we feel at the time. Yeah, well, but then again, well, he, I mean, her head ex well, did explode. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but this this is it, the '80s. This is what the MPAA was cracked down on horror films, uh, and ignoring other films oh. that had even more violence. Fuck the MPAA. I'm not. I'm not defending the MPAA. I know you aren't. But, I'm just venting. Uh, but uh, it says, unfortunately, the ver uh, this version had to be censored for the BBFC 18 rating. Uh, 
Uh, surprisingly, there is even some alternate alternate footage. No UK DVD Blu-ray has been released until now. Until now. I don't believe this is on Blu-ray at all. Uh, the uncut and region-free US DVD by Warner seems to be the best alternative for viewers from the UK. The German DVD is uncut as well and has got an English soundtrack. A detailed comparison can be seen here. So, well, that's interesting. I'm going to save that link and see what the differences are. Maybe it'll talk about some alternate footage. Yeah, it might have some uh, some of the footage that was cut. Um, like, if you watch the trailers or check the promotional stills, like the promotional stills, I think half of the stills are of scenes that aren't in the film. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, and I found the other film. The same year, Warner Brothers also fucked Cobra, Sylvester's baby. Oh, jeez. Uh, um, Warner Brothers uh, head, Canton, demanded for uh, some drastic changes, including shortening the running time from two hours to 84 minutes, removing many plot and character scenes and heavily cutting down the action sequences and all the gore and violence. Jeez. So just the opposite. Yeah, I'm looking at the differences between the cut and uncut, and the copy that we have is the uncut. Because it's showing... It, it shows... Uh, you, you can know, tell by the he- you can tell by the the basketball beheading sequence. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. When you watch that sequence, a, but he uh, like Wes Craven, like he, he apparently it wasn't supposed to be gory. It's supposed to be more like weird. So in, in the original scene, uh, she she knocks her head off with the basketball, and then uh, Elvira's headless body runs around like a chicken for like a good like fifteen twenty seconds. Right, which is the version we have. It does a little bit, but I think it did more in his original oh, tapes, really? I'm saying. Oh. Oh, it did did it for a while in, in, in the version that we watched. But again, they wanted, they wanted more... Anyway, the, uh, the, the, the cut but, version just shows her, it shows the headless body, and that's it. It doesn't show any blood on the wall, it doesn't show um, her like jumping around too much without the head. So mm-hmm. it, it's the difference is, it says here, the difference is uh, eight seconds. So it's interesting. It you know it is, and it's it's weird. I mean, it's uh, you get into the '80s and horror films. It's a whole love hate thing. Uh, the, the studios wanted them. MPAA and, and parents groups fucking hated them. Yeah. So so you're getting nonviolent violent films. It was just it was just a weird time. De- definitely, definitely weird. <laughs> and, <laughs> I mean, oh, oh, I forgot the other characters they introduced in the opening of the film are the greasers, <laughs> which you mentioned because, because the robot grabs his balls. Oh, so we're, we're watching it, and, uh, you know, starting with the opening sequence of the robot, you can just keep hearing, <laughs> I was like, why does it sound like fucking gizmo? What is, what's going on here? I mean, I'm looking it up. So, uh, they spent, tw- it looks like they spent $20,000 on the robot. Says, well, and they couldn't afford a voice amplifier. What the hell is this? Then I then I look it up. You know who did the voice? Well, the the whole time I just kept thinking of Gremlins. Roger Rabbit. Really? That's the Roger Rabbit guy, and that was the uh, best he could fucking do. What, uh, what's his name? Um, I forget. Uh, something Fleischer. Uh, Charles Fleischer. That's it. Yeah. Wow. This is Roger Rabbit. He's huh. doing that voice. Roger Rabbit. And 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 all I can think of is why are they doing a fucking voice? It, but, it's it's and, interesting. We're reviewing back to back films where, in one film, we actually enjoyed the actor and the voice of the computer, and this one, we're like, what the fuck are they doing? 
I, I, it's a complete opposite from week to week. What, Wes Craven couldn't afford Bud Court in a cardboard box? Come on. Yeah, right? I mean, Bud Court wasn't yeah. doing anything, and it's two years after Electric Dreams. Yeah, right? Who's going to know? But it's just, but just like, it's, it sounds like it's like a cross between Gizmo and Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> it's weird kind of, and every now and then, beep, 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 beep. It's like, oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, it's just, I, 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 I have to blame that on Wes. I don't know what you were, what he was thinking, unless, unless maybe they gave up. Maybe that was all in post, and they just gave up. Then it's like, fuck it. <laughs> just, just this is already fucked up. Let's it's, just, you know, just, just put a voice in there. We had to, and imagine all the money they had to spend on reshoots too. It was like, well, wh- how much money do we have for the voice? You don't. Yeah. Right. What? And 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 that's why I think. Um, the uh, uh, what was the film that he did? Uh, uh, shit. Uh, he did Wes Craven. He only did it a couple years later. Uh, I got it. About it's, what? No, no, About I, what? I, I no, I got it. It's right here. I sold the key. No, 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 no. Uh, you want the stairs? Stop it! The serpent <laughs> and the rainbow. Oh, serpent and rainbow. I think that's yeah. why the serpent and the rainbow turned out the way it did. Which I still like that movie, by the what way. What do you mean? Well, the fact that he did Deadly Friend, he had all these creative differences, he didn't make the film he wanted, and then when he did Serpent and the Rainbow, he made the film, the exact film that he wanted to make. It was creepy, you know, it it was creepy, it had some kind of weird subject matter on uh, voodoo and, you know, uh, zombieism and all that stuff, and it's just a better movie. I believe that was also based on a book. Uh, But but it's still in the same (coughs) vein as... I mean, when you see it, it's it's still right. about like uh, you know dream realms and stuff like that. Oh yeah, uh, it has the dream sequences, so it's still in that wheelhouse that he was stuck in. Yeah, yes. he, he, and then he, he goes never... and, he, and then he goes and does shock. <laughs> well, at that point, it's like uh, you know, at least make something that you want. I, I think Shocker you wanted to do. I, I you know I think Serpent Rainbow you wanted to do, but I, again, uh, he wasn't trying to do something like that with this, and they fucking made him do it. Yeah, no. That it, now that you you've said that, there's no way. I mean, this movie is bad. It's not my soul to take bad, but oh, really? I think my soul to take is way worse than this. Um, come on. Okay, you know what? Come on. There, there. All right, I'll, I'll give you this. There, there's at least a lot. No, the ending blows it. Yeah, the ending of my soul to take is fucking bad too. I know, so I think they're on equal equal terms. The fact that he didn't choose the ending, I will I, I, I will give this movie a pass over My Soul to Take. I think My Soul to Take at least had better acting. No! <laughs> Come on, no! And, and can Are I, you can, this far removed from our review of the film? And can, and can we not, can we not, can we make like even more cliche characters uh, out of the, when like when you Probably first not. see the, when you first see the abusive father, like in the dream sequence, spoiler alert, uh, <laughs> and he's like all sweaty and like, uh, it's like, come on, really? <laughs> this is what we're doing for the abusive. It's, he really has to be this fucking. You know, abusive fathers can't look normal. And then Elvira is like, well, she has to be this hunched over troll looking woman with gates around her uh, house and like alarms set up to the doorbell. What the fuck? <laughs> Uh, this is uh, here's the scene that they gave the mom the drugs to knock her out, okay. and uh, you, you could tell she gets agitated a little too often. And I just chalk that up to she just really just needs to get slammed. 
<laughs> so that's what I, I I get that from the movie. Here now, I'm not that far in the book. Uh, <coughs> I, I, mom, I mom needs to mom needs a a, a deep dickin'. I think. Do, do we want to tell what the ending is <laughs> that we keep talking about? Yeah, we can. You after you, sir. Well, the we're going right to the end of the movie. We brought it up like five times. Okay, we might as well. I mean, there there really isn't much to talk about with this film. Well, right? well, what are they killing? First, first, when she comes back as the robot, which apparently, when you are resurrected uh, with a microchip after being dead for a certain amount of time, uh, it results in um, poor eye makeup. Uh, eye makeup and arthritis in the hands. Well, she no, she's doing the claw thing. Yeah, That's I know. It's like this stupid <laughs> Vulcan bullshit with her hands. It's like, give me a break. It, she it, moves it's, like it's, a robot. She looks like Lobster Lady from uh, Dinner for Schmucks. <coughs> anyway, so, so but she so she starts tracking down all the people that pissed off the robot because uh, it's essentially the robot running her at this point uh, because the robot was a so- psychopath. So yeah, she's tracking down all the people that that robot hated, which includes the the stepfather who uh, she uh, throws down the stairs, uh, you know, poetic justice, and then uh, yeah, but baiting him with a bottle of bourbon. <laughs> Which is just mean. It's just mean. But you saw uh, that then, how happy he he was. He was like, well, Whoa. when when she when she lifts them up, like choking him, Holly's like, all right, how just because she has a microchip in her in her head now she has the strength of the robot? And I said, yes, science, quiet, science, science, science. <laughs> he said, yeah, no, no, it was science. He was blinded by science. He wasn't lifted off the ground. Sorry, right, hold on, hold well, on. Hey, hey, you know what? Uh, Sometimes you get superhuman strength. It, it happens. It, it happens. It happens. When you're, uh, so when then, you're working at eight, the, eight bits per second, that's what you get. <laughs> and then there's the aforementioned basketball decapitation. That's right. Which, not bad, I guess, as far as decapitations go. My favorite's the oxyacetylene tank decapitation in Street Trash, obviously. Of course. Um, and then uh, there's a body count of five, so she also kills... Um, she kills um, the father... She kills Father Elvira. Elvira, uh, the street kid uh, that comes well, after Paul again. I, I I don't know if she ends up killing him. She throws him on top of the police car. I I think that's counted as a death. Yeah, I thought it would. Deaths. I thought it would be more yeah. violent. Five. I think that's only three. No, no, it's five. The body count of the film is five. Um. All right. So let's let's do it again. She kills the father, Elvira. I'll give you the bully. Who are the other two? I forget, but there's two more. She doesn't kill Tom. No. Now in the book, she does. Because Tom's laying there on on the grass, and he like puts his arm on the mom, and then and then they cut yeah, that yeah, scene. No, it ends. Lives, no, Tom lives in the film. Tom dies in the book, and also Paul and Tom in this. What are they like? Sixteen, seventeen in this film? Yeah. Yeah. In the book, they're twelve and thirteen. Oh Jesus. Yeah, Paul's twelve years old in the book. So, how does he resurrect her in the book? Stupid microchip I idea? I think, I think it's the same thing. I haven't gotten that far in the book. Oh, I, I skimmed some of the parts. I went to the ending, and I'm, re- I'm rereading it from the beginning, so I haven't gotten that far in. i tell you one thing that disturbs me in the book. Uh, the book starts with them driving to their new home in Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, but it, it's, it's all the internal monologue of the mother. And in the book, uh, Paul is 12, and he's, uh, uh, he's like, uh, what, what is, uh, how does she describe it? I have it right here. Um, um, hitting puberty? No, no, no. He was he was pudgy, a good 20 pounds overweight for his 5 feet 2 inches, and had a soft, cushy belly and too much of a behind. <laughs> what the fuck? And, and so she... Um, 
What, par- what parent because, talks about their kid that way? Well, it gets better because because of this, the the her school his schoolmates had be, begin to call. Oh, I can't fucking talk today. His uh, his schoolmates had begun to call him Piggy, oh, and she says uh, she deplored it, but she couldn't at times resist it, no matter how hard she tried. Then she spends the next ten pages calling him Piggy in her head. Oh my god! Yeah, no, she's a horrible fucking mother. I hope she dies in the book. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping she died in the movie. I thought it was. I thought it was a logical next step. You, there's only like two or three times where you think that's going to happen. Yeah, but I really think I really felt it should have, should should have. Um, you gotta let me know. Uh, oh no, I will. I will. I, I'm I'm gonna finish this one. This is like God's not dead too. There's no way I can't finish this. <laughs> all right. So moving past all of that. She is now running around town, and the cops are aware that something's amiss because Tom said he was going to call the cops, but that's not why they show up. They, they end up showing up because, um, because they find the body of the father or some shit like that, right? I think that's what ends up happening. Yeah. So they're running around. She jumps out the window. She's starting to strangle Tom and all that, so she runs into town. Cops arrive. Now they're after her. They're following... <clears throat> Excuse me, they're following uh, Paul. Now, at this point, she is coming in and out of being BB and being human. And We're talking the, the very end. Yeah, the this very is the end very end. The and the way she that one or, did she kill one or two of the cops? I don't think so. I, I know. I think because I think that's why at that point they're all pointing guns at this teenage girl. I, I, <laughs> like I, in, a, I in like not, a nightshirt. I didn't think that they that she killed anybody but the three. But anyway, so and the way they show that that she's coming in and out of being BB and being human is because they're showing everybody from her point of view. So you're seeing this like very digitized video. Yeah, which and, is set up all the way through the film, right? But it's ridiculous. I don't understand why she no. can't use her eyes th- uh, anymore that she has to see like a robot. You're also n- correct that it's ridiculous. No fucking sense. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So she's flashing in and out of that. And then there's a final confrontation between her, the police, Paul is trying to stop them. She starts charging the cop. And of course, they get too close and she gets shot and killed and sent to the morgue. Which where you then see the the they're at the morgue, they're talking a little bit about her, they close uh, the door and put her in the freezer. And then the next shot is Paul walking in like a dumbass. Uh, telling her, all right, let's get out of here. Because he figures, you know, I did this once, why not again? Then she wakes up, starts to strangle him. He grabs her arms. And all you see are just an exoskeleton of a robot, which is also makes no fucking sense. That would be, that would be an endoskeleton, wouldn't it? Didn't I say endoskeleton? You said exo. Oh. Oh, okay. Whatever. I don't know. Just, just... Oh, Exo is on the outside. So. Yeah, that's why it's why. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Anyway, so then you see uh, the robot, you know, metal and all that shit. And then what I can only describe as some of the worst makeup effects I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> they, they show what doesn't even look like Christy Swanson's face. It's like they didn't even take a mold of it. They didn't bother. She probably said... Yeah, don't bother, just do something. And they did. Uh, and then it starts to break apart, and you just see this alternate version, this evil version of BB with the red eyes. 
right. And um, then you I just hear Christy Swanson say, "Come with me, Paul." And then BB, and then fades to black. Credits roll. <laughs> you hear bones crunching and him dying. It's now, really fucking stupid. Now in the book, they they both die in the book as well. Okay. But in in the book, they're running away from the police, and she runs to like a bridge over a frozen lake, <clears throat> and uh, she's gonna jump, and he tries to stop her, but she grabs him, and he's afraid she's gonna kill him, so he kicks her off the bridge into the into the lake. Oh. But then but then he realizes no, she she was she she uh, wasn't trying to kill him. She just wanted to hold him and take him with her because she was afraid of being uh, going into the darkness alone, and so the end of the at the end of it, uh, he dives into the lake to be with her that's fucking stupid too well i i would i would i'll take i'll take that ending over the one that they actually had but that's also stupid now i just confirmed uh that boy dead that boy dead yeah they they show they they check they check that kid for a pulse after she throw lifts him by his nards and throws him into a police car yeah he dead (laughs) that that boy yeah that baby die yeah he did (laughs) So that's that's number that's number three. Oh, Paul counts. That's four. Oh, that is that's right. He does count. That's number four. But so um, does so what's, she count? What's, what's five? No, she's alive. Well, no, she's I, dead. She dies earlier. So I guess that's five. That is the five deaths. Yeah. I was under the impression that you 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 meant that she killed five people. I, I no, I I just read that the body count was five. So, but no, that makes sense. That's five. So yeah, so they're counting her as the death, and Paul makes sense. Although yeah, I, yeah. I don't know anyone that would die from being thrown on a windshield. It's not like he went through it and how the windshield cut know, them all up. How do you know? How many people know are thrown through? But she, he was thrown like twenty feet. Eh, I think he still and, survived that. And she was also crushing his neck and nards. So nice. That's that's not good. No. And technically, she dies twice. Technically, she dies twice. So, so you're talking that should be six. Com- comes back to life twice. That well, that's debatable. No, that's not debatable. Yeah, it gets debatable if she's alive or if it's just a robot the second time. What else would it be? What <laughs> I'm saying, it's, so it's, she didn't come alive. The robot takes over. That's not being alive. It's, that's uh, being robotic. Yeah, Robots aren't alive. I I, I skew that 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 theology. I, I didn't realize a microchip could change your whole body structure. Science. Yeah, yeah bone. Uh, yeah, we're gonna, it's going to change the metal. Ask, that, ask Mark that, Cantor how that works. That could fucking Canton, happen. Canton, Canton, sorry. Yeah, it can't I, in work. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and you wonder that. Yeah, uh, it's like it's like. You feel bad. You feel bad. I mean, we're, we're reviewing these films, and you see these films, and they're, they're, yeah, it's a shit film. But then you look at what was trying to be done, and then the studio just goes, "Oh no, you got to put more of this in and put a robot face coming out in the end." I I liked you, the first half of the film. It was it felt like a, a halfway decent coming of age type film with these yeah, three now, friends. Yeah, now that opening sequence was added on as well to make yeah. it more of a horror film. So but I didn't even hate that either. I just thought it was a, it was an introduction. I know. I, I just thought it was an introduction to BB. It, it didn't feel out of place to me. And once again, the guy at the beginning <coughs> that tried to steal the purse. Yeah, I swear that's the same guy from uh, Dumb and Dumber. Which guy? The guy. The guy at the pickup pick sta- The guy at the truck station that uh, that they throw the salt at. Oh, 
the one that hits the, that almost rapes him in the bathroom stall. Right. <laughs> uh, hey, you never know. I don't even the know how. I, I don't even know how film. I would. I don't even know how I would find him in IMDb. I don't think it's the same person. What I'm saying is like it's the same guy. It's the same it's, character. It's, the it's the such same. a cliche fucking second film we reviewed like this month. We're right. like, yeah, that's him. I, you, this could be just part of that that guy's trilogy. Yeah. yeah. The Trucker Hat trilogy. The tr- <laughs> All yeah. right. So the film is rated. I, I think we're done with rate reviewing it and whatnot. I, I I don't have anything else to add. And, and, you, and you know, now here's the weird thing. Remember I said that the robot cost uh, twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. From what I read, it, it could actually lift seven hundred and fifty pounds. Like it was a real robot, except for the artificial intelligence thing. It was a real robot. Yeah, but how could it lift the seven fifty? Was it was it like a bar, like a truck, and it could put its arms underneath and lift up and down? I don't think it could. Like I don't think it could grab anything and lift seven fifty. Under. Uh, what? It can lift seven hundred fifty pounds. It doesn't matter what the scenario is. They made the scenario. It lifted seven hundred fifty pounds. I, I call bullshit on that. There's no scenario. Yeah, why, why would you? Why would they lie about that? Because, just to fucking piss me off. What? Why are you hating on the robot? <laughs> Fuck the robot. He's robots. The the, the it, least. It, it ain't no fucking Johnny Five. All right. Well, no, because they didn't get a voice. They they got a voice actor, and he didn't act. BB. If you listen very closely, at one point, I think it's when he's uh, hacking the, uh, the 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 robot that can like break shit with his bare hands, and he's hacking the lock instead of just ripping it off. I don't understand that. But when he's trying to hack the code on the on the bicycle lock, uh, I th- he goes like that. That I can't do it now. That uh, <laughs> Roger the Rabbit does. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that, that, yeah, he does it in that. You just catch it. It's like, ah, there's Roger Rabbit. Yes. Yeah, he how come he's been like. Patty cake. He's like, that's all, for what they're paying me, that's all you get. <laughs> Everything else is. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. That's show business. Yeah. But I said, the one thing I love about this film, I mean, it's like researching this film, is every single review of the from the actors, the writer, uh, everyone is like, yeah, leave Wes alone. It's not his fault. Canton fucked this shit up. <laughs> it's all they're all in agreement, and right. like all and any problems they had, like Christy Swanson's big big problem complaint was that they started changing the film, and that caused confusion, and everything was you know it just messed it up. But they they, they still say they. Like the writer, he said, I still love working on this film, even though he didn't want to do a horror film and, and like risk being uh, typecast. Right. Yeah, but he still looks back at it as a great filming experience. Everyone loved making the film, but then the studio had to fuck it up. And I just sometimes you got to take that into account. Sometimes the people making the film aren't making the film anymore. Yeah. Uh, it, it sucks. It does suck. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't think there's anything else to add except that. Um, All right. So the film is uh, it's a five point five on IMDb. Yeah. Um, I think that's a little too close to a six, which is, it almost heads into good territory. I would say five. I would, I was just going to say I'd be fine with giving it a five. I think it's an average horror film. I don't think it deserves anything higher. If, if, if I wasn't taking into account how badly, uh, the studio and Canton fucked up the film, I'd, I'd say four, but having that information, I really feel like five is fair. Yeah. 
And if it had a, a, a different ending that Canton didn't uh, impro- uh, pretty much improvise on, it, but, but I, no, I might even didn't. I might even go six because I enjoyed the first half of the film so uh, so much. Yeah, but knowing he did it just makes it. That oh much. yeah, yeah, it's got to be a five. Demographics once again, we've got two uh, males under eighteen gave it an average seven point five. Okay. Uh, no kids under 18 should be watching this film in this day and age. I don't get that. Uh, and then um, the lowest demographic is uh, males over 45, 5.1 average. Okay. It's interesting. It, Only 5,000 people have uh, have rated this film because it's still not rare, but it only ever made a DVD release, and I don't believe in America. It, it bombed and it fell to the wayside. I mean, it's got a, it has a small cult following now, but it's not good enough to have really get much more than that. Right. Yeah, and it, you know, be, being a film that was released before streaming, uh, and like went out of print before streaming, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to get a new audience. Oh, definitely. Un, 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 unless there's. Unless there's like an actor in it that hits it big and it makes it on, I, I mean, I, I didn't check, but I'm pretty sure this isn't on Netflix. You know, you're not going to find this on your normal streaming route. So who's going to watch it to begin with? No, it's not on Netflix at all. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of weird how we still have films, even though we have this this whole streaming world where it seems like all films are available at our fingertips. We do have films from not even 30 years ago, 20 years ago, that are that have managed to fall through the cracks. So I'm looking it up. It, it was released on DVD in America. Uh-huh. Um, it was released on DVD in America, and oh my god, the cover that they have is atrocious. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's it's just one of those photoshopped shitty covers. Yeah, every every it's all downhill from the movie poster. It looks like it's out of print, though. Oh yeah, I wouldn't. I would, it probably was probably released on DVD in the early days of DVD when they were just printing everything. Yeah, it's, so, it's out of print. You can't find yeah. it anywhere. Yeah, again, it doesn't have it doesn't have enough of a cult following to be picked up by. Uh, um, uh, fuck. Are you okay? Who's our, who <laughs> are people? Who 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 are our guys? Shock Shock uh, Video. Oh, uh, yeah, Shout Factory. Shout Factory. Thank you. No, I think they would pick it up if they could. I th- I have a feeling it's probably tied up. You know, I have a feeling that Warner Brothers has that tied up and they can't get it. Well, another company released it. Uh, well, the DVD was released by uh, Warner Brothers. There was a there was a re-release afterwards by another independent company like Shout Factory, except not as big. I forget their name. I forget the name of it. I saw it somewhere. Um, it's it, they have, they have a name like it sounds like they just grab uh, horror films that they can get cheap for distribution and throw them on DVD. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. They're they're yeah. like they're like a Shout Factory. Yeah, they, but they, they, like, but they're small, yeah, but they're yeah, smaller. They release uh, similar stuff. Yeah, so it was re-released on one of those. I think that's the uncut version that we saw. Is the one that they released? It's possible because they, they they had a restored version. Um, but uh, yeah, but again, it's one of those films. It's just uh. now. Now, my challenge for you, sir. Uh yes. Oh, and the film financially, uh, it it cost eleven million, but made made eight point nine million, or r- roughly nine million dollars. Yeah, so it, yeah, I mean, it it did kind of bomb. Uh, opening weekend was three point eight million, and that was kind of it. Mm. Twelve hundred theaters was the uh, the largest opening. 
Unacceptable. Okay, so your challenge to me, do I have any guesses that I can make? No, because I have to check something right here. Because I have to check to see if we... I'm not sure if we've reviewed it already. Is it Chopping Mall? Yes! <laughs> We're going robot again? Three weeks yes. in a row? Yes, because uh, if we had... Because we, if we haven't reviewed Chopping Mall, we have not. We, should have. we have not reviewed Chopping Mall. I'm sure we've talked about it, but we've never formally reviewed it. Yep, never reviewed Chopping Mall. It's definitely your your. My backup was Last Action Hero. Okay, there's a few ways you could have gone. Oh Chop, sure, Chopping Mall is one of them. Yeah. Why? What were you thinking? Um. Well, I was thinking if you really wanted to, you could do a couple of actor connections, like Throw Mama from the Train. Um. You could go. Uh, in the same like camp kind of thing, and do Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the one with Christy Swanson. Um, I was thinking Chopping Mall as well, and then I started thinking. I was like, Oh yeah, but as far as like the robot, uh, but we've already reviewed Rotor, the robot from Rotor. Yeah. I mean, and then of course Short Circuit. You could have went that way. Um, although that's not that that's a great film. It, I I think it's too good a film for us to review yeah uh, at least i remember it being that way it could probably be complete shit now i haven't seen it in 20 years in, in line with the uh the warner brothers link i would have gone either last action hero or cobra cobra man mayor would have watched that with me for the challenge because she loves you know what she probably would would sit in and review it with us i love that film too maybe i'll challenge it to you you know, I just got I just got the Dirty Dancing remake, and I'm dying to watch it. Oh God, why <laughs> why would you do that? Because I want to see what they did, and I still haven't watched the remake. Wait, of, is this uh, the remake, the one that they premiered on television? No, this is the one that was in the theaters. I think the one that just came out. They had a Dirty Dancing theatrical release. I thought they did. Am I wrong? Is it was this the was this a television thing? They did Dirty Dancing from '87. Then they did Dirty Dancing Havana Nights about ten years ago, and I didn't realize that they did another one. Uh, yeah, Dirty Dancing, 2017. Jesus, is that straight to video? Uh, no. Release date was um, May 24th. Listen, it doesn't have a theatrical release, so ah, it, okay. It's got it's got to be straight to video. Oh, then I'm deleting it. And I'm not it, and it, it and it has to be the one. That was on TV. Does it? Oh. Is it starring like Abigail oh, or something or Ta other? Hold on. Tagline is an ABC original movie event. So okay, yeah. so that's 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 the one with Deborah Messing and Abigail something or other, the girl from so I, Little so Miss I Sunshine. So I can delete that. That's you can what you're absolutely me. fucking delete it. All right, but I still have to watch the remake <coughs> of um of um uh, Footloose. Oh yeah, that that they really tried to uh, to do. I that. really have to watch that. And also, tonight is the premiere of that TV show based on The Mist, which I'm interested in checking out. Oh, yeah. Yes, it is. I, 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 I went... still don't think they should... I don't believe they should have done it, but I still want to take a look. Yeah, I'll hold off on it. Because uh, uh, that movie was so good. Great movie. Great fucking movie. Now, who... Uh, what channel is showing The Mist? Is it uh, broadcast or is it cable? What is it? Uh, it's I don't know. Please tell Maybe me it's, it's, please tell me it's not the Sci-Fi Channel because I'm going to avoid I, it altogether. I'm sure, it's not the Sci-Fi Channel. I don't know. I got to look it up now. It doesn't. I don't, where is it? I don't even watch TV anymore, so I don't know where it tells you on on IMDb what channel it's on. Do you have a fan on in the background? Yes, I do. Oh my god. 
Well, you should have told me to turn it off when we started. Well, it only happens when you're not talking and I'm not talking. Well, then keep talking. Uh, well, I think it's pretty much time to end the show anyway. Well, no, hold on. I don't, I don't know what channel The Mist is on. Oh, God. I'll find out. Jesus. How do you... How do, I, I don't look up TV shows on IMDb. Where do they tell you what channel it's on? Well, uh... I hate IMDb. I really do. They hide all the information. What's interesting is I went to go look up some info, like Box Office Mojo, and the advertisement for The Mist came up. It was, like, in the background. Then I went to IMDb, also in the background. Here it is. Spike the, the Mist. Spike. Um, Spike. It just came up. Don Spike. Fear Human Nature from a story by Stephen King. Spike. Wow, Spike, I'll huh? I also like that too. That they're not technically remaking the movie; they're going back to the source material and and expanding on that. That's always a good sign. The only problem I have with Spike doing it is well, it's Spike. Yes and no. Uh, the reason I have an issue with it is because whoever is making this show probably and realistically tried to get it done on ten or fifteen other places probably even including Amazon and Netflix and they all passed and Netflix is fucking spending some serious fucking money on their shit right now so for them to pass on it maybe it's not going to be so great yeah, that, you don't know that may, it might have been developed <coughs> I don't know that depending on who owned the rights to the to it to begin with you know, there's so much going on behind. You can't just assume it's like, oh, you're knocking door to door. There's stuff that might be married to a certain company because they own the distribution rights, or they don't, the, or you know, or they bought the rights from Stephen King, so they own it, and then it passed over to here. You don't know that. Now, doesn't uh, Warner Brothers didn't Warner Brothers distribute the the Mist, the film? I don't know. Well, the, sure only, the only reason I say that is because if it was, then they could have. This could have been an HBO show. Oh, and, thank God it wasn't. And well, why not? HBO probably would have done uh, some really cool stuff with it. Not a fan of HBO. I am. I think they. I, I think they produce some pretty quality stuff. Good for you. Well, good. <laughs> you, you fucking ain't right. Is um is um. Jesus Christ! I typed the mist, and of course I hit enter, assuming that they're going to put the film, and it took me right to the TV show. Uh, I fucking hate this aggregator um, shit. The the leftovers is that an HBO show? Yes. I like The Leftovers. I just got season three, and I was sick Monday, and I decided I'm going to relax a little and watch it. And and this is how fucked up the show is. I haven't I asked, watched one minute of that show. Here's how fucked up the show is. I accidentally watched episode seven first. Of season one? And, no, season three, the newest season that's oh, out. okay. I accidentally watched episode seven first and was convinced it was the first episode until I wanted to try to get the next episode. Really? I was like, even though I'm like halfway through the story, I'm like, okay, so they're starting near the end. That's okay. I, I get this. I understand. I followed it. It's just like, that's how fucked up the show is. That doesn't throw you off. So like, yeah, I can see them starting at the end. You know, <laughs> just, uh, it, it, I, I really, it's a really good show. I recommend it. I, but I only recommend it as a binge, as a binge watch. Don't, don't watch one episode a week or whatever. You just got to wait till you got it all and watch all 10 episodes in a weekend or over the course of a week. I, don't, Ooh, I don't have time for that. No, I'm just saying it's 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 that kind of show. You got to get. I I just feel like if 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 you were watching it episodically, I don't think you'd get as into it. 
Okay. But it, but it's it's got a tension to it that is really palpable, and I, I I'm looking forward to watching the third season in order. I'm gonna have to start watching yeah. that show. Uh, the, the Miss was distributed by Dimension Films, Darkwood Productions, and the Weinstein Company. So no, Warner Weinstein. Brothers had, had nothing to do with it. There you go. And then there's a like a shit ton of distributors um, for the theatrical releases, all the way to Blu-ray and DVD. Hey, Warner Brothers. That means foreign. that Warner Brothers. That means HBO could do a TV show based on Deadly Friend. They could if they wanted. Oh, um, also. Uh, they started filming. It was Friend. Um, one of the alternate titles was Artificial Intelligence. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, here's where Anne Ramsey gets her head blown off by a basketball. We have to at least see this scene. All right, and then we'll wrap before up. Before we wrap up. Here we go. Okay. Boom! Oh, shit. You got fucked up. And then, and then the very unconvincing body double stumbles along. Stumbles around for a minute. You could see, uh, like, where the machine is holding onto the body. Really bad. Yeah, really bad. I mean, there's like no way they 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 could have even fixed it. I guess because they just let it happen. They're like, yeah, that's, uh, yep, that's pretty bad. But we're gonna leave it in. (sighs) Damn you, Canton! Canton! All right. Anyway. Anyway, let's go ahead and end this shit. Yes, sir. Um, episode 249. So next week, when we review... Chopping Mall. Chopping Mall, it'll be episode 250. Milestone episode. Actually, shit, we're not reviewing... We're not... Well, we'll talk about it after the show. Okay. Um, so anyhow, so we're going to review Chopping Mall next. This is episode 249. Please make sure and go to our website at moviesucktastic.com. Download the show there. Listen to the show there. Tune in live every Thursday at 8 o'clock and hang out with us and review the movie. Uh, Watch us review the film. Uh, We have a chat room. Join that. You could throw in comments. We'll read them. We'll talk back to you. You know, we're we're not uh, opposed to doing things like that. Anyhow, uh, you can do that. You can go to iTunes. You can listen to the show or you can download it there as well. You can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash moviesucktastic. Everything we post from trailers to um, when we go live to just movie news is is right on the Facebook page. You can also go to Scott's Tumblr page, which is moviesucktastic.tumblr.com. Uh, lots of cool stuff there. If you want to leave us voicemail, the number is 908-514-4470. If you want to email us, the address is... The uh, uh, the movie guys at moviesucktastic.com, and um, you can download the free Android app for your phone or tablet or any Android device that you're using, and uh, we highly recommend getting that. It's free. It looks great, and everything I just said is in it. It's all built in, and uh, that's about it. Do you have any words of wisdom, Mr. Wilson? Baby, 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 baby. Hey. Do you know anything about AI? Baby. <laughs> no, I don't. I know nothing. I, and I fucked up the I fucked up the line too, so I don't just fuck yeah. it. Hey, do you know anything about artificial intelligence? Uh no. Well, yes, oh. I know more than Hollywood does. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I think you do too. Uh, I think my dog does and probably my two children. Definitely your two children. Yes, definitely. Alright, everybody. We'll uh, we'll talk to you next week. 
Yes, we will. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.